Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. Hebrews chapter 6. Glory to God. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise. Hebrews chapter 6. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 6. If you have your Bible turned there, uh, let's begin from verse 13. Uh, we'll read up to 13 and 14. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. God swore by himself. And this is what he said when he swore. Saying, surely, surely blessing I will bless you. I don't know how you can stay calm when the Lord says that kind of thing. Huh? You, you, you've got to learn to not contain yourself because of the word. He's saying, surely blessing I will bless you. He didn't say I will send the angel to bless you. He said, surely blessing I will bless you and multiplying. Amen. This is the month to begin to experience the blessing of God. And God's effectual multiplication. In other words, that what? Oh, Shada. I could use some multiplication right here. In other words, I need my territory to increase and extend. I need my boundary lines to cease from being limited. I need to see breakthrough from, to, from the left to the right. I could almost, I could use some more. He said, surely blessing, I will bless you. And this is what God is doing for this church and for this ministry this time. He said it. He said it. Not. He said, surely blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply you. Everything that you know is going to be multiplied. Everything that you know is going to be multiplied. If I wasn't preaching this word today, Jesus would be preaching it. Look at the guys who know how to tap. You sit. It's all right. If I wasn't preaching this word today, Jesus would have been preaching it. It's a sure thing when it comes to your blessing. He wants to bless you. He wants you to walk in that blessing. He meant the blessing for you. And you need to see yourself as the blessed one. Whatever you begin to see yourself as is what you become. For as a man thinks, so is he. You become a replica of how you think and what you think. That's why Jesus said, be careful what you, see, what you think. Be careful. So begin to think like a person that is blessed. Take it to the next level because the Lord has stretched it. He swore. You know when we were kids, when, 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 uh, when, when you say something and you are serious about what you said, you would swear. Yeah. Now, that was before we read the scripture that says, do not swear. Yeah. yeah? Uh, uh, so, he said, say swear. I swear. But God swore by himself. And he said, I will bless you. And I will multiply you. That's God who said it. It is the Lord who said it. So you can believe it. You can receive it. You can believe it. 
It is yours for a taking. You were the subject of his speech. You were the target of his promise. He said, surely I will bless you. Verse 15. Let's look at verse 15. Verse 15. And so after he had patiently endured, and so, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Talking about Abraham. That means there was a tiring, but still, because God said it's a sure thing, it's coming. I tell you, the time has come for us to begin to see the multiplication of the blessing of God in this house. It is coming upon you at your workplace. It is coming upon you in your houses. It is coming upon you. It will begin to affect everything. That means the little things that you have will begin to be subject to a different law. The law of multiplication. That the little that you have, just like the woman who had the little cruise of oil, it begins to multiply and fill up everything that there is. You have not yet seen, but you are about to see the grace of God working in your life and causing increase in every area. Men are going to want to be good to you without a reason. You'll be trying to look for a reason as to why they've been good to you and say, why did you bless me? Well, I just felt like blessing you. It is not, it is because the Lord has released the footsteps of men to be a blessing to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It shall be poured into your bosom. First Chronicles chapter 4. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 from verse number 9. Now this is a beautiful story right there. It has a few, just a few verses. We don't hear much about this brother, but this brother is an amazing brother because he comes out of nowhere and makes it into scripture. Wow. He just, he just, I don't know where he came from to make it into scripture, but the Lord actually dimmed his story. The Lord actually dimmed his uh, his life worth making it into scripture. And there was this young man called Jabez. And the Bible says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Now, you know, imagine you in your family. God has a plan for your family. Are you hearing this? Yes. Come on, say yes. God has a plan for your family. Yes. Now, and because God has a plan for you, think about it. Jabez was the most honorable person. But look at how this person, who is supposed to be the most honorable, look. And now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez. Saying, because I bore him in pain. Huh? You try your best, but there is still pain. And you're the one that the family looks at to say, this one among all of us is the one that has made it out a little bit more than the rest. And everybody is looking at you as the person who has gone the farthest. And yet when you look in you, you feel the pain. In fact, the pain was so painful that his mother had to call him pain. But the devil is a liar. Because some things are going to change today. Yes. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord. It makes rich. And it adds no sorrow to it. 
God doesn't bless you and then he says, I have left that one just so you can remember. Huh? The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and it does not add sorrow to it. So God was about to come and deal with the sorrow because the sorrowful part was not of God. It is not of God for you to one half be 50 and the other half be 50. So when they ask you, it's like a greeting. So are you okay? 50-50. Uh-uh. 50-50 is not part of your life. Ah. So don't you answer when someone asks you, oh, are you fine? Say, well, 50-50. How? You, you, you cannot be 50-50. Because you're complete in him. You may be having a stormy day, but you're still complete in him. The devil may be trying to do something, but you're still complete in him. That means I cannot be a 50. Let me help some of you out. Now, the, it, I, I want to bulldoze this idea that, uh, you know, husbands and wives come up with and say, oh, this is my better half. The, the woman or the man cannot be your better half because you are not halves. You're whole in Christ. The Bible says you are complete in him. So you come complete. If you brought half into the marriage, you are dead. Ah, You are complete in him. So this is not your better half. This is your complete part. She is completely your wife, not, com not halfly your wife. Even when half is better, it's still half. Why do you want to settle for half when you could actually settle for the whole thing? So, from today, you are not a better half. There is nothing better about half. How did they even think about bringing the word better and introduce it into half? That's why you settle for what is less than God's best for you. Because you're just settling for half. David said he anoints my head with oil. My cup runneth over. God is extravagant. Imagine David saying, Lord, the cup is overflowing. And God says, I know it's overflowing. Just let it overflow. Huh? Glory to God. You are not anybody's better half. Amen. Come on, tell your neighbor, I'm not anyone's better half. Huh? There, it cannot, they cannot coexist half and better. That's why you're always 50-50, because you're a better half. Hello? No, you came complete. You came with everything that God wants you to have. To have, You're not bringing half into the family. You're bringing the complete portion. That's why you, when you carry the blessing of God and you know it, when you come into a place, you're not bringing the better half. You're the real deal. You came with everything. You came with everything. 
You came with everything they need for things to be good in that place. You came with everything they need for things to be better in that place. And that's why God positions you there. He positions you there so you could be the sign of his presence in that place. You could be the, the sign of his blessing in that place. Glory to God. Jabez prayed and he was carrying honor, but the honor was half because there was pain associated to the honor and the mother did not make it any better. Now, for all of you mothers here, those spiritual and physical, watch when you begin to name things, what name are you giving to it? Because the thing that you name will become like the name that you give it. How do you call a child Nja and you think that child will be all right? And they keep, because the name becomes the greatest prophetic word. Nja, Njo. Yikes. My goodness. Huh? Shida. How? How do you call somebody Shida? Tabu. Huh? Some of you need to change your names. There's some people whose names God changed. Huh? Hello? Change your name if the law allows. Okay? So consult. That was free. It was for free. And says, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Verse number and Jabez realized his situation and said, I do not like this situation. I am going to change this situation. Look here. Whatever you don't like, you can change. I said, whatever you don't like, you can change. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. In other words, Jabez in his pain went into his prayer chamber. Because, ladies and gentlemen, there are some things that only God can deal with. I said there are some things that only God can deal with. That means if God doesn't deal with it, there is no other way of dealing with it. Jabez went to the Lord in prayer. If you don't know how to pray, you had better learn how to pray. Because some things are only going to be changed by your prayer. Some things are only going to be managed by your prayer. The lack of prayer will cause certain things to remain the way they are. Say, so, but I don't know how to pray. You can learn. Nobody was born learning, knowing how to pray. And whatever you can learn, go ahead and learn. There's so much to learn. If I would encourage you, I would encourage you to have your own prayer life. Huh? Have your own prayer life. There are times when you need to go to God by yourself. Do you remember when uh, Isaac prayed for his wife? And the Bible says the wife was barren. 
And he prayed and the Bible says, and she conceived. And when she conceived, she began to feel uncomfortable because something was happening and she couldn't explain what was happening. And the Bible says, she said to herself, she will go and inquire of the Lord what is happening on the inside of her. Now, whenever something is happening and you don't understand it, don't begin to run to specialists. First of all, run to the number one specialist before you go consult with anyone else. Something was happening on the inside of her. This is how our elders dealt with things. When his wife was barren, he did not run anywhere. He ran first of all to God. And so he prayed for his wife. And then she conceived. Of course, the man prayed and played. Glory to God. He acted on his prayer. That is for married people. That is for married people. But the point is, the principle is, after you pray, you act in faith. Glory to God. Now, of course, righteous prayers. Because God answers only the prayer of the righteous, which are righteous. Somebody say amen. amen. And so, she cried out to the Lord, inquiring and asking, what is happening in my womb? And the Lord began to speak to her and say, there are twins, two nations in your womb. Now look here. When it comes to the issue of hearing the voice of God, many believers are intimidated. So they have resigned the process of learning to hear God all by themselves. And they have left it to other people to hear God for themselves. No wonder sometimes you are unable to discern whether the Lord has said or the Lord hasn't said. I like the believers in, Thessalon in, uh, in, uh, in Berea in Acts 17.10. Huh? The Bible says... They heard Paul preach. They went and searched the scriptures to see if those things that Paul said were true. How many of you after Sunday, during the week, go back and study what was preached and see, well, when I listen to preachers and when I listen to myself, I want to know, did I quote the scripture right? Was that where the scripture came from? Is that what God said? Huh? Go back and study. Study by yourself. So Jabez called, Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Jabez prayed for the blessing because he knew that the blessing is the foundation. It is out, out of that blessing is where everything else comes from. The favor, the grace, the, all that. The open doors. God translates the blessing into what you want it to be. I guess it, the blessing could be related to electricity. Because electricity becomes a blessing in this way. Whatever you want to do with electricity, it will help you do it. Same electricity will help you do different things. Same electricity will help you boil water when you want it to boil. It will help you cool the place when you want the place to cool. Same electricity will help you cook. It will give you light. Same electricity. Same electricity will help you to iron your clothes. Same electricity. That's what the blessing is. The same blessing, but translated into the different things that you need in your life at the time when you need them. 
Huh? Same blessing. Same blessing. It just becomes breakthrough when you need breakthrough. It becomes that open door when you need that door to open. It becomes that favor before that person when you need that you, you need to find this person to get it will become whatever it is that you want. So whatever it is that you want, you will begin to see God doing it for you and through you and in your life. He said, God, all that you would bless me, indeed, said, bless me indeed, surely. He said, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, and that I may not cause pain. That was his prayer. So, does God answer prayer? Yes, he does. Sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no. Is that what your God is like? Does God answer prayer? Yes, he does. Now, many people don't have a problem believing that God answers prayer. They just struggle with the fact that does God answer their prayer? Because they're the ones in the real situation. Now, in the heat of the moment, continue to trust God. I said continue to trust God. And God will answer your prayer. Now I declare that may God answer you in whatever prayer you make. May God come through for you and give you breakthroughs. And God. And God. Granted him what he requested. If there is someone to pray, there is a God to answer. If you will pray, God will answer. Some of you, your prayer lives are so weak that the moment you go into your prayer chamber, you are already defeated because you already know that God is not going to answer. So you're praying to see what God is not going to do. I reverse that curse in the name of Jesus. You will begin to pray because God will do something. I say you will begin to pray because God will answer you. Before you conclude your prayer, you will see the answer. If there is an area you will not be weak, is in the area of your prayer. Because through prayer, God will change things in your life. Through prayer, you will begin to connect to the realms of God. Through prayer, things will happen that could not have happened if you didn't pray. There is power in prayer to change the things that you cannot change. To change the things that money cannot change. To change the things that man cannot change. When you stand up in God, you stand up in prayer with God, you will see the hand of God in a mighty way. Now, may you see God's hand in your life in a mighty way. From today, you will not be weak in your prayer life. But you will stand up and call on the God of Israel and he will answer you. Mm. Somebody say, mm. Jabez prayed because he needed God to change the season. He needed God to change some things. He needed God to do something that has never been done in his family before. I'm 
I'm so tired of seeing the same things in the family. I'm so tired of hearing the same stories in the family. Uncle Jimmy is still the same one he used to be, a drunkard. And, and this brother of mine is still this way. And that person is still this way. And this auntie is this way. Somebody ought to stand up and get down on your knees and begin to call on God to change some things in your family, to change some people in your family, to bring about some things that had never been seen before. I believe and I pray for you that you will be the first to bring a change in your family. May God use you to change your family in the name of Jesus. May God use you to bring a blessing in your family in the name of Jesus. May God use you to change the testimony of your family in the name of Jesus. Where there used to be failure, may there be success in the family. Where there used to be darkness, may there be light in that family. You are going to be the star of that family. You are going to be the light of that family. When you show up, breakthrough should show up. That's why you cannot come into this house and continue to be weak. You've got to desire to grow and become all that God wants you to become. You cannot come out here and when the praise and the worship, the place that you should have significant influence, has then you there you are looking all cozy like you just fell from heaven and nothing is happening. But for some of us that have to face a bad devil, ah, when it's time to praise God, we don't care about the neighbor. We don't care about what you think. Ah, my God. Because I know. He said, when praises go up, then God comes down. How do I know? Because the Bible says that God dwells in the praises of his people. If there is a person to praise, then there is a God to come down. Ah, my God. That's why sometimes you just have to sacrifice to praise. Because the Bible says, it says, he, he, says that, he says that praise is the fruit of your lips giving thanks to his name. And he calls it the sacrifice of praise. That means sometimes I will not really feel like giving God the praise. Because something may, be, may have happened that causes my feeling to be on the exact opposite. But because I am consistent in my character. I am going to, I'm, I am going to steal, I am going to, I know what I feel. But I'm going to change the atmosphere. I will bless the Lord at all times. For his praise shall continually be in my mouth. So I will give God the praise regardless of the report. And sometimes the report will not be a nice report. But the Bible says whose report? Which one of the reports will you believe? Uh, when that day when you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you something you never wanted to hear. Are you going to break down and begin to cry and think about it? I can't even think right now. You better begin to understand. You better begin to know how to give God the glory. And so regardless of what the doctor has said. I have a God who can heal every sickness. I have a God who can touch where man cannot touch I have a God who can explain what man cannot explain. Therefore, I'm going to give him the praise. I'm going to give him the praise until the devil leaves this place. I'm going to give him the praise until my health gets back. 
When you go to work and your boss just tells you, excuse me, you just lost your place. Excuse me. You cannot lose your place. I heard what the man said, but I know what God said. Because God has a better report than the report of the man. We have a better covenant based on better promises. I will believe God's word. I will believe what he says. I will hang on to that word until the season changes. If there is a man to tell you no, there is a man to tell you yes. That simply means sometimes when access is not granted on this side, God will open a door on this side. So you will march through because sometimes rejection is redirection. Ah, you don't cry and say, can you imagine what the boss said? How could he say this of me? He's a man and he can say anything he wants to say. But I believe in a God who has said some good things about me. That even when the report of the man is not good, I will still smile. Why do you let the negative shine over you? Why do you let the, word, the negative word become more powerful than the word of God? You say, pastor, you won't believe it. They say this about me. Pastor, am I that? <laughs> you are what God says you are. Yeah. And you had better begin to know it so that you can hold on to it. Yeah. Somebody said something that is not your portion. Hey, just look at them and say, that's not my portion. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, a man speaks. So the man is speaking because that's what he is. He can't avoid it. He's speaking hatred because he's full of it. Actually, the guys who speak hatred to you even hate themselves. So now you can't begin to hate them. You just have to love them back. Yeah, because the principle of Jesus stands true. Out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth speaks. By the time you hear somebody saying something, they have been meditating on that thing. They have been thinking about it. They built it. They made a monster out of it. You see, you can make a monster out of something. Have you read your Bible? It was a snake. In Genesis, go to the end of the book. In Revelation, it was a dragon. So who be feeding it? Because I think someone fed it. Huh? Don't feed the snake to become a dragon. He said you will trample over Snakes and scorpions. Hello? Hello? Am I talking to somebody? Yes. Jabez engaged God in prayer. Jabez engaged God in prayer and unleashed something that had never been unleashed before. When you go to prayer, you will influence things that only God can cause change in. So don't act like you don't have help because in God you always have help. There is enough people in this place to teach you how to pray. It is just that you don't want to learn. But if you want to learn, you will pray. Hello? So, you know, some of you have attitudes. 
Yeah? You come to church, and I'm thinking, you came all the way from home to church. Then you came to church only to just give a casual look. When the praise and worship is going on, you just, you're like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of cool like that, you know. Kind of cool like that. No, you're not cool. Sometimes we come to church, and it is time for warfare. And when it is time for warfare, we all engage in warfare. Uh, sometimes we come to church and we just got to be loud. And when we have to be loud, don't say this church is too loud. You don't have a clue what we're dealing with. Huh? We know what we're dealing with. We've got to deal with it a certain way. We can't deal with it trying to look like diplomats. It doesn't get anyone anywhere. You have to come out of your diplomatic boots and say, God, I'm going to kick these boots out because some devil today has to be kicked. I refuse the craziness of the devil to disturb the goodness of my day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in this day. I'm not going to allow crazy people to come into my, my zone and destabilize my clean water. No, 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 no. I am going to defend what I have from God. And I am going to defend it at all costs. That means every day I am aware that there are some things I've got to defend. Yeah. Understand this. Everyone and anyone can get it. That's the good news. The bad news is that they can lose it. But whatever God has given me, I will not lose. I said, whatever God has given you, you will not lose. That means every day you wake up, you are going to keep it. I refuse to be casual. Do you know, I am amazed by the attitude of casual, casual Christians dealing with a crazy devil. The devil is not casual. When he comes at you, he comes at you with everything he has. So, I am not going to pretend to be casual when I come in the place of influence. I may have come and I've not taken breakfast. I will fast the way until my praise is done. I may have come and maybe I felt confused. But when I hit this place, it is the point of my contact. Here is where I contact other things with the help of corporate power. So, from next week, you cannot come into this house and look casual. When we're dealing with a devil that refuses to be casual, We're a city church. And I tell you something. All sorts of things will come against us. All sorts of things. The devil will plan it. He will microwave his plan. He will, he will do everything. Huh? Huh? So, as he's planning, I am also planning. When he comes, he should regret why he came. If the devil ambushes me, 
he's going to regret why he positioned himself in that place. Every setback in my life will turn out to be a setup for a step up. Hello? Hello. You know sometimes when you want to aim an arrow and shoot far, do you know what you do first? Pull it back. When you pull it back, the farther back you pull it, the farther forward it will go. Now, for every setback you felt, that was not the devil. It was the Lord strategically positioning you to set you into your destiny. To set you into a greater place. Because today, the arrow is going to be released. It is the arrow of the Lord. And it is going to propel you into the place that God wants you to be. I see you going far. I see you crossing the line. I see you going higher. I see you stepping up. I see God working in your life. I see the blessing of God taking you up. You're stepping up into your high place. You're stepping up into a greater place. You're stepping up into the place God wants you to be. Somebody shout hallelujah. My God. My God. My God. I didn't come. I didn't come this far to stop where I am. I am too close to stop right now. I said I am too close to stop right now. I came through the challenges, but I'm just about to get to my breakthrough. I came through the darkness, but I'm just about to get to that place. And I'm, I don't know who I'm talking to because somebody's story in this place is about to change. I said your history is about to change. I said the things that are written about you are about to change. Some good things are about to begin to happen. Some mighty things are about to begin to happen. The door you thought would not open is going to open. The people you thought would not come, they will begin to come. The money you thought was far away from you will begin to come. The business you thought would not make it is going to make it. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. As a matter of fact, we're going to wake up one of these days and we're going to see our very own people. They will begin to they will begin to make it onto magazine covers. They will begin to make it onto uh, newspapers. You're going to you are about to read about yourself in the magazine. You're about to read about yourself in the newspaper. Ah yeah 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 yeah. Some history makers in this place. I said some history makers in this place. It's happening in this place. I said, I told you, God told me to release the blessing today. I said, God told me to release the blessing today. And it is coming your way. I said, it is coming your way. You see, the word to bless. Somebody shout bless. The word to bless simply means to empower to prosper or to empower to exhale in a desired thing. That means whatever it is that you believe God for, God is empowering you to prosper in those areas. God is bringing excellence in those areas. That means that people are about to take a look at your life and they will like what they see. My God. My God. My God, a complete shift is coming to your life. Yes. Woo. 
Jesus. To empowered to be, to prosper, to exhale in a desired thing. The blessing makes rich. You cannot be equipped with the blessing and walk as a poor man. Poverty has no place in you. I am not talking about the wealth that comes through other means other than what God has planned. God can give you a supernatural idea. Simple things. There are so many things happening in this house. Some of you may know, some of you don't know. But there is a lady in this place. I'm actually glad she's one of our pastors. I've told this story, but it's just, it just keeps amazing me. She got an idea on a Friday when she was coming for prayer. And the idea was, what if you sell milk? She came on Friday and she has no clue how to go about it. She told two people, I sell milk. Would you want to buy milk? And somebody said, give me a liter. Another person said, give me a liter. And someone else said, give me two. She delivered on Sunday. Someone said, give me five. Someone, she started with that. Now, she sells 400 liters a week of milk. 400 liters of milk. And she has a job, by the way. So, the milk business is what she does after she comes from work. Now, what am I saying? He said, he said, I will open the floodgates of heaven to pour you out a blessing that there is no room enough. The blessing can come in, term, in form of an idea. Don't write yourself out. I said, don't write yourself out. Hello? Hello. Are we talking? The place of influence in prayer. Oh, God. Our time is done. Genesis chapter 39, verse 3 and 5. Genesis 39. And now this is Joseph. Amazing story. You know, I wish I could tell you the whole story of Joseph from the beginning, but you know it. You, you went to Sunday school, you know it. So jo Joseph gets to this point, Genesis 39. And all the way, Joseph has been afflicted. Joseph gets to this point, and the Bible says... Let's go back to that. Let's verse 2. Let's go back to verse 1. Let's start from there so that we have it in context. 39 from verse 1. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, a captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. Now, if that were you, how bad would life be? Now, regardless of what men did to him, it did not negate the fact that God was with him. What man does to you does not nullify what God has promised. <clears throat> Verse 2. The Lord... Ah, I pray you remember that the Lord is with you. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was... Come on, come on, come on. He was... What was the cause of Joseph's success? The Lord. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now look here. 
wherever it is that you're working. Understand submission. Submit there. Even if your master is harsh, submit there. And see God work because he will lift you above. Am I talking to someone in this place? The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man in the house of Potiphar. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. That means this guy was not born again. He wasn't a believer. But Joseph was there. Verse number three. And his master, come on now. The blessing is beginning to manifest. Look at, look at what the blessing does when it's on you. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hands. If you like, this was the house boy. I don't know who a house boy is. A boy who stays in the house? He was the servant. But his master, who was a, an exalted fellow, looked at the life of Joseph and began to realize there is something about this man. There is something about this young man. There is a difference in him. Because everything that came into the hands of Joseph did what? Come on, did what? And I pray for you that everything that will come into your hands will prosper. That people will begin to see the signs of prosperity and blessings and success in your life. That the blessing of, I invoke the blessing of God. I stir it up in your life. That everywhere you go, the sign of the blessing will begin to manifest in everything that you do. Verse number four. So Joseph found favor in his sight, and he served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, he put it under his authority. A man who submits to authority will himself be entrusted with authority. That's revelation right there. Huh? If you entrust, your, if you put yourself under authority, you will, you will be entrusted with authority. Don't you let yourself get you out of the spirit to show people your true colors. Let me show you my true colors. Huh? <laughs> Verse number five. Look at this. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord Ah, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. That is the blessing for your sake. It affects everything inside and outside. I pray for you. May your boss, may your workmates, may the people around you, may your neighbors... Begin to see a manifestation of the blessing of the Lord 
in and through your life. And may they take note and realize that this is the doing of the Lord. And begin to acknowledge that this is surely God. God is bringing you to a level where people will not deny that the blessing of God is upon your life. From today, everything you touch will be blessed. Inside and outside. From today, because you are in that place, the blessing will begin to happen. Let me tell you. I am so blessed. I go to places. I've noticed. Everywhere. Shopping arcades, shops, shopping malls. The moment I enter a shop, suddenly people just begin to flock. I'm telling you the truth. I have, I have noticed this for many, many years. I enter the shop, people just begin to enter that same shop. In, in a fraction of a minute, the place will be full. I just walk out. <laughs> Look, because of your presence there, uh, I came to tell someone in this place that you are a walking blessing. I don't care who said anything different. You are a walking blessing. The moment you get into that place, the blessing will begin to take, change things in that place. Until people will begin to take note that something has changed in this place. Woo, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. You will begin to learn how to receive God's answer as you begin to pray. Glory to God. Now, let me tell you, as we believe God for the blessing to come, let's read John 15, 7. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. That is the part of your commitment. If you abide, if you make your home, you are abode. I've told you this. Do you know the thing about dating? Huh? Huh? When you start to date in the appropriate time, do you know the thing about dating? Is that when, just when, and I pray that God gives you a father-in-law who is hard. <laughs> You're not just going to date his daughter just like that. Eh? Eh? Hello. So you know you know about the thing about coming from a family that has a father or a mother who has authority is that uh, <laughs> Okay, okay, listen to me. <laughs> listen to this. You know, when you go, when you start dating there is what we call curfew. That means you've got to take the girl back at the right time before she's asked where she's coming from. And with who? Because at that point, you're not known. Huh? You're not a factor in that house. Huh? So what happens is that this guy learns that time is of essence in managing his moment with you. So, he beats the traffic of this city. You know how crazy it is? 
and he's there on time. Because you've got to have access to a restaurant which is across the city, which closes at a particular time. So that you can enjoy the music and the candlelight and just the niceness of the place and talk all the sweet nothings. By the time you're getting to the height of making your serious point, it's time to go home. So now you've got to take her, get back, drive, maneuver through the traffic. And that's the only time the lady won't mind your speed. Believe me, after you get married, your speed will be offensive. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm liking this. Abide. Don't date God. You come in and say, God, I, I have just this moment. And then you say, now, Lord, it's over. <laughs> the secret of abiding is that he's there. That's why we get married, because now you become mine, and you're there. Every moment I need you, even your father, when he wants you, he has to call me. It just changes, and I like the change. Of course, when it's not your daughter. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Abide in God, and let his word abide in you. That means... Don't forsake the place of your study. How many of you can be honest and say, I read my Bible, I prayed. Learn to do it on purpose. Begin to read your Bible. Amen. It is connecting you to something greater. Okay, our time is officially up. Can I read two more scriptures? I have like 10 scriptures to read, but I won't get there. First Chronicles chapter 20. 9, verse 11 and 12. And then we'll read James, chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. Verse 16 and 17. You see, when you abide in God, <clears throat> it means you have learned to recognize that God is your source and your resource. Hello? God is your source. And you've, you've got to know these things. Tell your neighbor, you've got to know these things. Come on, don't be afraid. Look at them in the face. Say, you've got to know this thing. <laughs> when you know that God is your source, even your approach changes. You're not afraid anymore. You're not afraid of luck. You're not afraid that the money is getting finished. The moment you do not abide, you have a mentality of things are getting finished. But my Bible tells me that God will supply all your needs. That means if I give it all away, God will find a way of getting it back to me. Yeah. Ah. God is healing someone here of a stomach condition. Somebody here God is healing of a stomach condition. May this blessing come on you and God heal you completely. Look at this. Let's begin from 10. From 10. We'll read to 12. Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord, God of Israel, our fathers forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory. 
This is one of those scriptures you should print and put on your wall. If not on your wall, then in your heart. Look, the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. God has not left any of it to anyone. Wait, 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 wait. Why are you in a hurry? Where are we? Uh-huh. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom. I wish we had time. To, we will talk about the kingdom when the time comes. Yours is the kingdom, O oh Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Whatever, whoever, however, whenever, God is exalted as head over all. That's a powerful claim to make because you had better be ready to prove it. Verse 12. Both riches and honor. That word is not honor. It is honor. It has H, but it is pronounced with an O sound. Both riches and honor come from you. And you reign, you reign, you know, some of you be speaking and I'd be like, which English school did you attend? Who, who was your English teacher? <laughs> the word is not gift, it is gift. Huh? Hello? It is not gift. It is gift. Okay, that was for free. <laughs> for both riches and honor come from you. And you reign over some, over all. And in your hand is power and might. And in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Uh-huh. Are you listening to that flow? That is the God we serve. That is the God we serve. Now, you could just meditate on that scripture all week long. Huh? James 1, 16 and 17, and we'll stop right there. We'll continue when the Lord allows. Do not be deceived, my brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. If it is good and perfect, it's from above. And comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Simply saying, surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. Every good gift comes from him. Every good gift. Every good gift comes from him. Now, I want to, I want to, I'll, I'll close with this. I'll close with this. Acts chapter 3, 26, I have a point to make. And Acts chapter 16, 30 to 31. Acts. To you first, God having raised up his servant, Jesus, 
portion I've cut out. God having raised up his servant, Jesus sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. He sent Jesus to bless you. The name of Jesus is blessed to invoke a blessing and to turn you. That means sometimes you call on Jesus when you don't know what to do about the habit because he will come in and turn you from the iniquity. Jesus, God sent to bless you, to be a blessing, to bless you. Look, Acts chapter 16, verse 30 and 31. This is how I'm closing. And he brought him out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So he said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your family. Now, he sent Jesus to be a blessing. We're talking about the blessing today. We're just about to take Holy Communion and we'll be done with the service. Can we have the, um, uh, can we have the deacons come and minister to us? Look, and today I wanted us to end with Holy Communion because the act of Holy Communion is an act of proclaiming newness in a way that the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you and that his body was broken for you. And because his body was broken for you, you don't have to be sick. You don't have to suffer. And because his blood was shed for you, you don't have to live in sin. You may struggle with a habit, but God is able to turn it around. You don't have, that habit does not have to master you. You can master it. That sin does not have to master you. You can master it. You can have power to come against it, to overcome it. Because Jesus overcame it. And because Jesus overcame it, you too can overcome it. The biggest blessing starts when you begin to walk with God and continue to walk in Him. And to walk with God, you begin by accessing Jesus Christ. And therefore, I am here to say to you, if you're in this place, you have never given your life to Jesus. You have never uh, uh, confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I, want, I don't want you to feel intimidated. I don't want you to feel like, I'm putting you on the spotlight. But this is how spiritual things work. The blessing that God is talking about. Because the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. It says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Therefore, there is already a blessing that is flowing. And because that blessing is already flowing, you need to catch it. But this is the first place. I want to deal with two groups of people. The first one is this one. If you're here never given your life to Jesus today would be a good day for you to take this step of faith and give your life to Jesus because that is the point where the blessing begins there is no blessing out of Jesus so I challenge you in a good way today my brother and my sister that if you haven't given your life to Jesus today, under the sound of my voice, is a good day for you to consider doing so. It is a good day for you to take a step of faith and say, yes, Jesus. And say, I'm coming home, Jesus. I am giving my life back to you. I am committing myself to you. Today is that day. And you see, it is a blessing for you to partake of the communion. Religion teaches us to walk away from it because we feel unworthy. It is the unworthy that come to the Lord to make them worthy. Because you are unable to make yourself worthy of yourself. You come to the Lord Jesus and he makes you worthy.
and at the table of communion we are made worthy because we acknowledge the blood that was shed for us and we acknowledge the body that was broken for us the bread reminds us of the body that was broken and the blood the wine reminds us of the blood that was shed if you're in this place never given your life to Jesus but you've been coming to church maybe going to church today I'm calling you out by the grace of God to give your life to Jesus do not ignore what I'm telling you because there is a point to it you will begin to access certain things you've never been able to access the blessing of your life will start today because it's a good thing to give your life to Jesus now because it's a good thing to give your life to Jesus I'm persuading you I am uh, admonishing you I am encouraging you that the biggest blessing is to give your life to Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.